How we doing out there? Golf show, Brent Gunning and Sam McKee, your golf guys with you. As always, the golf show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. We'll get to the weather report in just a second. As always, we want to know if you're out there, 590-590, hit us up on the text line. Where are you teeing it? Did you get out there this week? You getting out there this weekend? Or maybe you're like the texter from last weekend, two weekends ago, who listens to us. Well, he's out there on the course wherever you are hit us up on the text line i don't 590 590 you do not recommend listening to the golf show on on the course you're you're out on that yeah i think i would really hearing my dulcet toes in my backswing would probably jank my shot into the into the woods so i would not recommend that if you want to we love the ratings but i wouldn't recommend it I would recommend it. I think, okay. I think it's exactly what you need is more of me. And besides, you like people are chattering all the time while you're playing. There's no way that would ever ever bother you. Maybe no. if it's your voice specifically, it would bother you. Like sometimes <laughs> yeah. we get the echo kind of in our headphones. Off. Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. This is a rec- a rabbit hole I didn't expect to go down. Uh, you and I completely different in this aspect. You have, I believe, never heard anything you've ever said on the radio. Probably never there's once. not a world. And no. I uh, I go back and listen all the time. Because I got to work on the craft, got to get in the lab, got to get in the lab, just like on the range. Here's the thing. I, I, I like to compare myself to Leonardo DiCaprio, who has never seen one of his own movies, you know, so uh, I like just to, me and, me, and him, me and him, we kind of roll in the same circles, so me and Leo, same guy, so I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. Okay, and I am, uh, I am his foil from Gangs in New York. I'm Daniel Day-Lewis, living <laughs> oh, in yeah. it every day. I'm just in the, in the lab, character, character actor. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam comes uh, home, not you. My wife comes home, and it's, uh, <laughs> let me just workshop this Jay's take real quick, real quick. All right, uh, golf. Well, let's that's not talk about the Jays. But a bad no, move. let's not. I'll, I will. Yeah, I a uh, little plug. I will be doing that with the uh, Blue Jays pregame show and Jays Godspeed. talk after the game today and uh, covering off in-game hosting. Hopefully, there's not too much of that because, well, pitching changes. If it went the way last night went, not a good thing for the Jays. But enough yeah. about that. Time to talk about the wonderful game of golf, which frustrates us in wholly different ways. That's self-inflicted. The Blue Jays, we mm. have nothing to do with. Uh, as always, want to know if you're getting out there. As always, you love to take a look at the weather. Now, you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not in your normal spot. Normally, I, no. when I ask you to do the weather check, you just peer out your window. But I believe, I don't, you know, I'll tell state secrets here. You're up in the sound. Yeah, How's the weather in... up there? And do you have a report for us? I am up in Owen Sound this weekend. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite chilly up here. I, <laughs> I, I thought it felt... Like in the, you know, 12 to 13 range when I went out this morning to take Ludog out for a quick little pee and poo. And boy, oh boy, it is 13 degrees in Old Sound right now. The sun is out. It's going up to a high of around 22, 23. Played golf here yesterday at Legacy Ridge. Unbelievable. Just the weather was perfect. It was hot. Nice breeze. Played with my mom and my, my I guess my cousin-in-law, Tyler. We had a blast. It was really, really good. So, um... Yeah, weather here, cooling down. We're in the Sunday of summer, pal. It's it's winding down. It's cooling down. Starting to feel like fall up here, but that's okay. 16 and sunny right now in Toronto. Heading up to a high of 26 today. Not a cloud in the sky. No chance of rain. Perfect day if you're heading to the first tee. So enjoy yourself. 
Yeah, lovely. I want to give a quick little plug. I uh, I got out there as well. I, uh, I I've been playing a lot more of these tracks in the kind of you know the the middle of of Ontario. Just getting out there. I have a buddy. We try to find some place in the middle of us. Played Brant Valley. It was a Golf North setup there. Uh, interesting, fun setup. I'll say a little bit of redundancy on a couple of the holes, but uh, for for the price and the condition it was in, absolutely can't be beat. And uh, there was a father and daughter out there. She's playing her first ever round of golf, and you know that warms uh, my cold black heart. Even that makes me happy. So I just wanted to give a quick plug to that as well. One of my favorite courses uh, in the GTA, uh, where I played as well this week, Don Valley Golf Course. There's a multiple holes with a little redundancy. Number nine and number eighteen are very similar. Yep. Are very similar holes. You go down the hill on uh, sixteen, uh, on sixteen, back up the hill on seventeen. Once in a while, when you have a limited amount of space and you got to fit some holes in, you need a little bit of redundancy here and there. So not the end of the world, but I, I agree that there's just too much. It's, it's not the best. Yep, there you go. Uh, well, well said. Uh, I believe we have Justin Bourne, or we're endeavoring Ooh. to talk to to Justin Bourne. Not yet. Uh-oh. Okay, that's just that's just getting you excited for for Bourne coming on in a minute. You guys are going to yell at each other. Well, no, neither of you are capable of getting all that worked up about something. You'll have a nuanced discussion about music on the golf course. Yeah, you need Kipper to poke the bear there. Uh, and later on, uh, neither of us are legal beagles. So we brought in one. Uh, John Nucci is going to join us a little later on in the show to explain such concepts as what is an antitrust lawsuit and why are lawyers? Uh, we'll get into all of those conversations need- uh, with him a little later on because me and yeah, you can't I- do it. No, I was going to say, we need a we need an arbiter. We need somebody in between us to have a conversation so that we don't just yell at each other for 25 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, but he, I just got to say, this, you know, the sterling PGA Tour with all the stars in the world, they've just put together such an incredible leaderboard this year weekend with, you know, headed up by superstars like J.J. Spawn and Denny McCarthy. Just a sparkling tour. The best tour in the world, you know. The, there, there shouldn't be another option. That would be a horrible idea. No, I... I know. Let's just cherry pick. Let's not talk about Tony Fee now that that's right there as well. You you know, he's tied with Brian Harmon. You want to get Brian Harmon in there, but you don't want to put uh, Fee, Fee now in there. We'll yell at each other about Liv uh, a little later on. Somebody who doesn't want to listen to us yell and probably doesn't want to yell at us either. Uh, I have him listed on my lineup here as Hockey Man because uh, that, that's what his qualifications are for this show. Uh, Justin Bourne joins us. Borny, how's it going? As a qualified hockey man, that makes me an instant fit for a golf show. The, the overlap is gigantic. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly Perfect. It. <laughs> Perfect. That's, I wanted to ask you about that. That's the first thing I'm going to get into with you, Borny. Is it, yes. why, are, why are hockey players so good at golf? Is it the crossover skills? <laughs> is it the season lining up? Why is it? Yeah, yeah I think it's definitely part of it. And, and also there's the like, quiet part of it that no one wants to say out loud is that, unfortunately, hockey and golf both cost a lot of money. Like, if you can afford to do one, like, you're probably from a family that can afford to do the other, and that's an advantage. And then, yeah, the season lining up is everything. A lot of guys I know, you know, training in the summer, do their morning workouts, go for a skate, lift some weights, and then, bam, it's 10 a.m., and it's like, so what do you want to do all day? So it's just a natural fit. Yeah, so now what do we do? Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, and yeah, it, the crossover is incredible, and obviously this happens at the elite level as well. But we've all seen the buddy who just played hockey his whole life and is like, I got to try this, and every hockey guy taking up golf for the first time looks the exact same. It's just slap shot mechanic through the driver. It's it's amazing. It's yeah. it's, it's so funny. Now, Borny, I did want to want to revisit a little argument you and you and Sam mm. he had here. You were oh okay. Maybe, maybe this is too strong of a word. You were chastising him. For his desire to have music on the golf course is is that a oh. fair is that a fair uh, yeah, way to state is fair. your stance? 
yeah, chastising is right. Yeah, I'm I'm a staunch no music on the golf course guy. And listen, I've played in groups with uh, with the music where someone has kept it in a volume on their cart that I haven't had to deal with it, and it's been fine. But, you know, there's some people who are like, it's a party, we're in Panama City Beach. It's like, no, that's not the vibe my golf outings need to undertake. Let alone so, not getting to pick the music and having someone else's taste imposed on you. Uh, no, thank you. Well, here's the thing, Borny. You saw, you put the, the, the mob onto me because you have way more followers than me. And I that tweet that I sent out went very underappreciated. It didn't have any sort of replies to it. It was pretty quiet. And then you and your, you know, two and a half million followers on Twitter decided to be like, boo. And then the O-Dog was killing me for it. Ben Ennis was killing me. For, like, everybody just started killing me for it. And I'm not even like the biggest music on the golf course guy. Like, I, it's not even a big part of my life. But I've sort of transitioned into that and I played yesterday with my mom and my uh, my cousin-in-law and we had the tunes going the whole time at an appropriate level Sam's golf tracks nothing to it in uh, nothing too you know loud or imposing just a nice you know yeah. some some rock and roll a little bit of funk there's nothing wrong with it this is what's wrong with golf Borny. it's too stuck well, up see, see this is the thing is that everyone makes that that point they're like this is what's wrong with golf you know what's wrong with golf nothing Mm, it's great the way it is let mm. me go play my round keep your party vibes away from my golf i will say i i there's a time and a place and a round and like out with your mom and whoever it was you mentioned yeah i get it you know like i don't know i sammy it's there's a time and a place just not with me okay it's all oh, I okay yeah i won't bring it i won't bring it when we play this week okay borny i promise <laughs> i think you nailed it with wait. time and place borny and like you and i have had this conversation of like you i believe you told me you played around without shoes you wouldn't want to be strutting around mm-hmm. all the time without shoes but what you can admit once in a while it's not so bad right that's right. That's right. By the way, barefoot was like how I golfed for years. And then I grew up to where it's like, hey, people take you to a nice course and it's a, it's embarrassing. And I grew up. But there was like, like years of my life where I played barefoot. And I got to tell you, I absolutely love that. You should wear them on the first tee because the starters don't like to see it, but then pull them off after that. Well, it wasn't an experience. No, it is a great feeling. I have done it. And, you know, because usually at golf courses, that's where like the grass is the best most well-maintained and it's soft and there's that little bit of moisture underneath. I mean, your feet aren't going to look or smell great after a round of barefoot (laughs) golf, but God, is it ever nice? They don't look or smell great after a round of regular golf with your golf shoes. Here's the thing. And listen, I got size, I got like size 12 feet with toes that are about half of that distance. So I like to really (laughs) dig them into the earth, you know, really plants better than soft spikes. Well, here's the thing too. And if you were Scotty Scheffler walking through the line of Cam Smith wearing bare feet, it wouldn't have mattered because you don't have spikes. The audacity of Scheffler, by the way. That was oh. right in his eye. Eat it. That was hilarious. Okay. So can I, I talk about that it. for a second? Yes, you can. So this is – that is my boy on my boy crime. I love both <laughs> those guys so much. They're two of my favorite yeah. golfers in the world. But, like, I just love golf. It's like, oh, what a bad boy. He walked in his line and the whole internet oh, no. melts down. It's like hockey, they're yeah. literally punching each other in the face. Like when there's a disagreement, yeah. this guy like walked by him in a disrespectful way and the whole internet melts down. That killed me. Golf golf is like, you know, hockey has the code and the code ends in violence. And in golf, it's like an old royal family, like a, <laughs> four manners are the biggest affront. Might as well take off a white glove and slap a guy. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Oh, man. The look the look on Smith's face as Scheffler is walking past him, like, oh, 
okay, this this is happening. And it's like, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, there is being, I have been wronged uh, grievously here and I can't do anything about it because like we yeah. said, the, the code of golf. Oh man, and that clip, that clip was incredible. I'm really happy you brought that my, up, McKee. My favorite thing too about that is everybody posting the meme about Scotty Scheffler. It's like, oh, where'd he finish? Dead last? Great. Like from from because he he missed the cut he was awful. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great week, great week for Scott. Yeah, great week. Oh, a tough guy, Scotty. Where would he finish? Dead last. Happy Gilmore style. Love it. Anyways, yeah. I, I do. I, I disagree. I think it was a great week. He's he's pulling a Rory, standing up for the tour, mm. flipping the bird to Cam Smith. Oh, I I love. Oh, tied it. for fifth, Cam Smith having a great yeah, week that's as right. usual. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a great player, and it's terrible mm-hmm. that he's not going to be on the mm-hmm. tour anymore. Uh oh, mm-hmm. we're doing it, Borny. We need you. We need you to save us from ourselves here. We're going to have our. Are you trying not to? Talk about it? Well, we, we get in a we get in a yelling match every single time. Like we're at each other's throats about this morning. We've like the last three golf shows we haven't really even talked about the PGA Tour <laughs> or live because it just turns into us legitimately screaming at each other. We had a show about a week and a half ago where like I was like, stop putting words in my mouth, Gunner. Shut up, shut up. Like it's it, <laughs> it's contentious. It went from it, it went is. from fun fight between friends to all of a sudden I'm uncomfortable and I was a part of it. So I can only imagine how the listeners felt. That that's the level with which it rises to. Yeah, no, it is because there's like you can't just have a fun sports discussion about it. You guys are like fun sports guys. Hopefully, like mm-hmm. I try to be. And yes. so when it like all of a sudden it's like there's much deeper layers to like human rights discussions and it's like. Uh, do we want to do this? It's tough. It's tough to have a, a fair discussion about it. Are you going deep or are you just talking sports? There's just different le- levels. Well, actually, you nailed it perfectly there because that is the argument in and of itself. McKee is just like, I'm just talking about golf. I just want to watch golf. And I'm like, don't you care about Jamal Khashoggi's family? How dare you, McKee? Like, there's just, totally is... different conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Borny, we, we've loved getting out with you. We've got to play some great tracks this year and uh, we yeah. want we won't we we have and man it's been i'm just trying to think like whether it's with us whether it's with somebody else do you have like a favorite golf memory i know we still got a little time left this summer but is there is there any any day or or moment out there Mm. that kind of jumps out for you yeah well you know my my first uh, i won a junior club championship that one sticks out to me when when i was uh like 16 i had a a nine iron in and a one-shot lead and I pull hooked it into a tree and it went through the tree without touching a branch, got a bounce and kicked over onto the green. Like you need luck, but I got, I got away with one. So that was the first time I felt like a real golfer. And then hearing that Sam McKee won a golf tournament at age 33 this year, or whatever he is, that's my (laughs) next favorite golf memory. I, yes, thank you. I have to say whenever I'm having a bad day, I think back on that. Winning that trophy is legitimately one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. If you guys saw the guys I was playing against, you would be like, You're an idiot. You, sh- you had to have won it. You- I can't believe there was even a conversation that you didn't win. But these guys, they just were so steady, boys. It's so hot. They're just so steady. My my favorite part about that is that I understand the gentleman you beat had his whole family there. And, yes, uh, and he did. Uh, our, our friend Andrew Walker was calling you Stuart Stink the entire Correct. time. Correct. Yes, he was. Oh, yes, he was. was great. Yeah, yes. Hard like, listen, like, yeah, there was a. The man from Toronto came in and stole away the club championship from a guy who's like played there for a hundred years and he's like 60 and he like, you know, anyways, we don't need to get too into it because I'm going to start feeling guilty about my trophy, but it's on my, it's literally on my mantle at home. I look at it every day. Your face is on a dartboard in that club or that guy's house 1000%. His his son followed me on Twitter, so 
Give yeah, me that to, bad. To, to plot to kill you <laughs> no. because of how, <laughs> how grievously you wronged your father. Borny, we love having you on. We love that you jumped on with us. Uh, we, uh, we know you have some obligations, so we appreciated yes. you uh, taking a couple, uh, couple minutes for the golf guys here. Anytime. Thanks so much, man. Anytime. Thanks for all the golf. We'll see you guys on the course soon. Yes, there he goes. Week, Bye. There he goes. Justin Bourne. Uh, he he have, he loves golf so much. And again, I can't believe we didn't tweak him for it during the interview that he has a solo golf account because on Twitter. Because as we know, hockey guys don't want any golf takes. They can't have it. They can't have it around them. It's uh, it's just my favorite. The reason the reason he has the separate golf account is just for that Cloud. just for that avatar. It's great, With the Abby. with the, with the, the uh, the Augusta symbol and like the JB symbol, like kind of off to the side and not actually in it. So, anyways, it was a, I, I love talking to Borny. Me and him are very close, and you know I, I owe a lot to that guy. And just to hear the sound of his voice, I, I I love it, and I love playing golf with him. That guy, he's an athlete. Makes the sound. Makes That's the sound the when he hits the ball. Makes the sound. That was what jumped out to me immediately. And yeah, I've played. I'm trying to think. I played three times with him once last year, twice this year now, and that was exactly it. Makes the sound. And also, I did I did thoroughly enjoy it last year that he he got called Jason Bourne so many times in our round at Oakdale last year that I was genuinely confused as to what his name was by the time the round was done. So uh, we played at Don Valley with him earlier this year, and somebody yep. ran up to him and was like, Jason, Jason, come here. But then it was actually incredibly touching because he like gave heartfelt condolences about Clark Gillies yep. who had passed away, and he gave like a really impassioned conversation with Borny about how much Clark Gillies meant to him, and it was really sweet. But the guy literally ran over to him being like, Jason, like trying to like stop him. It's like his name. It's I know it's a very popular movie, but come on, it's Justin. It's incredible. Uh, it's it's incredible. I can only imagine how sick of that he is and will, yeah. will continue to be so long as there are people roughly our age interacting with him. And guess what? He's roughly our age. So that's going to happen for the rest of his life. Uh, thanks for that, Matt Damon, is, is I'm sure what he says there. You mentioned it there. Do you want to tweak me a little more about about all the stalwarts of the PGA Tour having a rough weekend? You want to you want to you no. want to give it to me or you're good? No. That's it. Here's you here's don't... the thing. Golf's hard. And I, I think Happy you, know, you said this. It's golf is very hard, and you know even the best in the world. Like I mean, Scotty Scheffler is so disgustingly good at golf, and he was not good enough to be in the conversation for it. I I'm just thrilled about Tony Finau because it's Tony Finau has always been a guy that I've loved his game, loved that short little backstroke, uh, just everything about him. He oozes cool. That video of him dugging and throwing his wife's phone into the pool. I he's just he he's a funny guy. I, I think he's very cool. I saw him when we were at St George's. You know, uh, after the the final round there where Rory won, we were kind of like milling about waiting for Rory to come out to do his thing. And he was sitting there. And listen, like this is a classic media guy thing that like, you know, but I just like he was getting interviewed by a PGA Tour live guy. And just the way, you know, he treated him like it just you can just, you know, like very gracious, you know, look him in the eye, pat him on the back when he's done. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Like, just a very cool, down-to-earth guy, but there was always the knock on him that he couldn't get it done. And say what you'll say about the two tournaments that he won in a row in terms of strength of field. There were some guys there. There's Cam Young, Patrick yep. Cantley. Like, there's other good players there. Him being able to get it done a couple times in a row now kind of changes my relationship with him, and I look at him a little bit differently as an actual golfer. So I'm thrilled to see him in the top 10 again this weekend, and I'm rooting for him all the way. I love me some Tony Finau. I'm all in. Yeah, I uh, I echo all of that. He, he just... It, it's nice to see these guys who have scar tissue kind of come out on the yes. other side of it, right? Like how many close calls has he had? And here's the thing. He is part of the group now. 
And mm-hmm. I don't know how big this group is. Cam Smith recently removed himself from it. He is one of these guys where we say, okay, when's he going to get his? You know, say, like Bryson has his major. All of these, uh, like, I, I think Shoffley is another guy who now he hasn't had as many wins, but in terms of a caliber of player, he's kind of right there. But honestly, off the absolute top of my head right now, is Finau the guy without a major? Like, I, it really feels like he, he is. Like, I'm sure there's somebody obvious that I'm forgetting right off the top of my mind right now, but every other guy has ripped one well, off. I guess you could say, like, you know, if you want to get into, like, the Wills Alatoris, Max Homa. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That level, that level, Sam Burns. But he's above those guys, I think, now, yeah. and just in terms of his form. So I think he would probably be close to the best guy without a major, right? Okay, so here here's the top ten. There's one guy. There's one guy I forgot about who is just as steady, uh, and that's Patrick Cantley. So Scheffler has his, Smith has his, McElroy has it. Cantley oh. doesn't. Shoffley doesn't. Rom mm. has his. Thomas has his. Morikawa has his. Victor Hovland, number nine in the world, doesn't have one yet. Fitzpatrick just ripped one off, and then Burns. And now, then we're at Spieth, and then Finau and Zaltoris right behind him. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say, you know, that's a fun little conversation, kind of ranking those guys in a pecking order. But I'd say they're Shoffley maybe a step beneath those two, but I'd say Finau is atop the pack. But mm. I can hear an argument for Cantley. I can hear an argument for Cantley. For is just so dull. Like, oh, then com- he is com- comparing he is white them as personified. Yeah, comparing those two guys like as dudes and marketable guys on the PGA Tour. Oh, not just, even close. It's just it's a body bag in terms of which guy is cooler and which guy is easier to root for. Has Patrick Cantlay ever said words? Like, has he ever reacted to a bad shot on the golf course? Like his performance in the in the. Um, in the FedEx Cup playoffs last year yeah, in the, the battle BMW with Bryson. against Bryson. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. He was out, lights out, assassin. And we kind of he kind of crossed over into, I would say, more more into like the household name sort of thing. But God, he's still dull. So uh, I, I go with Finau out of that group. I think there's a, probably a pretty fascinating conversation to have versus, you know, Shoffley versus Finau. I'd still take Shaw, I'd still take, uh, sorry, uh, Finau in that. But I think there's a pretty good conversation to be had about either of those guys. So, God, there's just so, oh my God, it's almost like, Oh, it's almost like there being two tours. There's enough great players on the earth for it to be okay. Anyways, or or it's almost like you'd want all the best players to play in the same tournament more mm. weeks than not, because, you know, how much fun would the NHL be if the Eastern Conference and Western Conference were two different leagues? How much fun would that be? I would I would personally love that. Less You're competition. a soccer fan. Okay, how much this is here. Here's an angle that doesn't potentially lead to us screaming at each other oh i like this potentially is still oh, okay. still still very good chance i'm going to scream about jamal khashoggi in four and a half minutes here but well yes, yes how much of this is because you're a soccer fan and you're like, just like yeah there's the english league and there's the spanish league and there's premier league and there's champions league and mls and it's just it is what it is and they're all spread out all over the place and to me that is insane like why wouldn't you all you soccer fans just want the champions league all the time that's my opinion on it as a guy who doesn't care and probably never will but how much of it do you think is that i think you may have stumbled onto something i i love all those leagues i mean i only watch the epl uh like week to week but like i I like your chelsea blues yeah i watch the epl week to week and i and i do like all the and listen you didn't even mention the league cup you didn't even mention the fa cup you know, there's there's a million different competitions within soccer. Even in Canada, we have you know you have the Canadian Championship. You have the the like you have all the different stuff for the MLS as well. That's a good point, Gutter. Maybe you're onto something here. I just I yeah like 
I you know my thoughts on it. I just don't think it's I think it's uh, interesting to have sort of different tours regardless of the the morals of what one tour has. I just think it's ha- easy, interesting to have some competition. So I was texting with a buddy of mine about this, uh, a guy we've played with a bunch of times who you love, Madison McKim. Mm. Stole Big my shout- so, stole my duster move though as a guy in our group. That's only, <laughs> my only qualm with him. He, he's a spectacular fella, great guy to play golf with, and he said to me that the best idea I have heard so far. Actually, two things from him. One thing was that uh, the reason that no one likes Live is that it kind of reminds them of a motocross event, which is a very good way to put it. It does yep. kind of have a little motocross feel For to sure. it. And the second thing was that maybe down the road here, here we can have a sort of Ryder Cup pay-per-view PGA Tour versus Live, and I think that would be legitimately the most electric thing on tour. Could could you imagine how great that would be? If they get Cam Smith, they get a couple other stars, Hideki goes over there, give me the Ryder Cup of Lib versus PGA. I will be shelling out whatever it costs to get it on CNN International, which it'll be every golf event, specialty event, <laughs> CNN International. There is, and I will be watching it. The true, the true greatest tradition in sports, like all the time we hear, oh, tradition like any other. No, the true tradition like any other is me being like, CNN International. I don't even have it and calling some guy at the cable <laughs> provider and saying what do i gotta do what what needs to go we can boot tlc out for one day to slide in old cnn international there uh, uh the, the great tradition like any other uh why does that channel exist apparently exclusively to show matches between charles barkley and a tiger is where this is going to be going in, in 10 years time aaron uh, Rodgers and tom brady that's the so, reason i bought it or cnn international i still so think here, i still have it so here is Here's how I know that's a good idea because I'm sitting there going, I don't like it because what if the PGA Tour loses? I can't take Correct. it. Correct. That's exactly be, it. I, buddy, like that's, it's high I stakes. I know it's an amazing idea the because all I can think so of. are so high. All I can think of is me and my own feelies and having to see you texting pictures of Cam go live, go, to me. Go yeah. live. <laughs> of like of a Photoshop of him braining Rory with the Claret Jug or, or we something already did like that. that. Yeah, he well, huh, yeah, he already did that. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. <laughs> Why couldn't he just have won that one? It would have been so good for the uh... game. Oh, and then we could have then we could have put Cam Smith in our great female conversation we just had. There we go. That was that was a more civil live. Good job, buddy. Good. Good job by us. Little virtual handshake. Correct. Through the chat. Uh, time to figure out what's going on regarding law in terms of live and the PGA tour. You and I not qualified to talk about this. John Nucci, golf and sports law analyst. He is very capable of talking about that. And he will do that next. As always, the golf show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to uncommon performance in a Subaru with legendary symmetrical full-time all wheel drive. More golf show next on Sportsnet. Five nine of the fan. Sportsnet five ninety the fan. Golf shows back. As always, Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive. Very, very happy to have the folks with Subaru on so, board as the title sponsor this year. Yeah, what's up, McKee? You're just no, dying just, to get a, in there. We, we had a text from um, uh, Dan from the Bridge, who's an excellent texter, Sports F590, the fan, and he hit on something with the Live Tour that I honestly, if I would concede something that bothers Ooh. me about the Live Tour, it is what they say when they go. There would be 
so much more not respect because obviously golf golf people aren't going to respect them the same way that you know it's just it's a it's a breakup i understand that but if all these guys were just like yeah i'm rich like if i like if they all had the pat perez you know approach wearing a yep. money shirt and being like i'm that would go so far it's like you know if you broke up with a you know a significant other and they're like why'd you do it it's like well she, uh, he is just way hotter. The guy, like, he's just a better person. It's like, that hurts, but, like, what are you going to do, right? Like, it's like, but they're, instead it's like, it's not, I got to work on myself. I got to work on myself. I got to grow the game. I got to grow myself. And then they end up with someone else anyway. Anyways, that's the way, I understand that aspect of it. If everybody just announced it via Scrooge McDuff gif and saying Correct. literally nothing else, uh, we'd be in a much, much better place. Yeah. We're in a much, much better place now because we have somebody who can explain the legalities of this to us. And let's be honest, anybody would be more it. qualified than us, but we certainly need some help right now. Bringing in John Nucci, golf and sports law analyst, conduct detrimental to sports law intersection is who he's with. John, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Okay, so John, we're going to start where you're, you're capable of answering much more difficult questions than this, but we're going to get you to dumb it down a little at first. And then hopefully then this isn't on you. We'll this work is from on there. us. Hopefully we can work from there. Let's start okay. with something really simple. What is an antitrust lawsuit? Yes, great job. So and there are actually two different ones here. Uh, the short answer, an antitrust lawsuit is they are suing both claiming number one, that the tour is acting as a monopoly. Uh, so the actual word that they use is a monops monopsony, which is a, a kind of a type of monopoly, uh, where they are basically claiming the tour is the dominant purchaser of elite golf services in the marketplace for elite golf. Uh, and that in doing so, they control the entire market uh, and are able to suppress wages and things like that. Uh, the other antitrust claim is an unlawful uh, group boycott, which they are basically claiming that the tour is leaning on their sponsors and vendors and uh, kind of partnering and colluding with the DP World Tour, formerly the European Tour, uh, to exclude competition. Okay, that, that all makes sense. So I think, I think from a layman's perspective, the thing that I immediately go to is Okay, so how is that any different than the NFL, which is the only – and we have our lovely CFL up here, but it is the biggest football league of consequence. That is where all the money is made. Yes, there are other golf tours, but the NFL – like how is it different from one of the big four sports leagues that to, to me operates in much a similar fashion of, yes, this is where all the money is. This is where all the notable play is happening. How is it different in terms of the PGA Tour versus one of those leagues? So it's, I mean, it's really not, um, it's not too much different. Uh, there is a kind of a common misconception around monopolies. It's not, it's not actually illegal to have a monopoly. Uh, that's perfectly fine. What's illegal is to try and maintain that monopoly through anti-competitive conduct. So the lawsuit is essentially claiming that the tours media rights policies and their restrictions on conflicting events is basically trying to maintain that monopoly. Uh, the NFL, I mean, they operate in much the same way. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that they last year uh, started entered into some sort of agreement uh, with the XFL. I'm not sure if that was maybe in anticipation of uh, maybe a, a antitrust litigation, uh, but they do operate in much the same way. 
So then, what do you think here is the next step for Live in its battle versus the PGA on the on the legal side? So, the, the as I mentioned, there's two different claims. One is the actual unlawful monopoly. Um, I that obviously hasn't been litigated. It's going to be quite some time, maybe a year or two years. Um, Live to their in, in their part for that. They they have successfully entered the market already. Uh, they are projected to have a 20% share of the of the golf elite golf market by next year. Uh, they've poached 10 of the top 50 players. Cam Smith is obviously not official, but uh, I mean number two in the world. Uh, they don't have a media partner, but they have plenty of hype, so that doesn't really scream exclusion to me. Uh, in, in in my own opinion, I think the unlawful monopoly claim is kind of doomed, uh, just because the judge seemed to be very critical and skeptical of their arguments. Uh, she even at one point made a joke about the PGA could could potentially sue Live for antitrust violations in the future. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Uh, that. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't really that uh, doesn't really bode well for them. And and really, their biggest downfall in that respect is that they have been successful. Uh, so it's sort of a double edged sword. They've mm. they've got a lot of golfers and they're throwing a lot of money around. But uh, at, on the flip side of that, if you when you do those things, it doesn't you can't really say you're excluded from competition because I mean they are competing. Um, so that, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the stronger claim is is probably the unlawful group boycott claim. Uh, Live, uh, they do spend a whole lot of time arguing that the tour kind of controls what the the European tour does. An unlawful group boycott has to be between two horizontal competitors, so kind of co-equals. Um, and part of the judge's written opinion was that Live acknowledges that the PGA Tour and the European Tour are not co-equals. Uh, so it's not like Pepsi and Coke conspiring to exclude some new market, uh, you know, some new competitor from entering the market. So um, she did acknowledge that this issue is one that should be more developed with additional evidence. I would say that that claim, the unlawful group boycott claim, is probably their strongest, but the monopoly one is certainly in trouble. So then something that I've I've been talking about a lot since this sort of started and more amplified since they've been starting to get more big names. Like, for example, you mentioned Cam Smith there. There's been chatter about Hideki Matsuyama. In addition to all the guys that have already gone, John, is there ever a world where, you know, the the Live Tour guys are, you know, down the road going to be able to pick and choose and potentially play in some PGA Tour things? Or is that completely gone, in your opinion, from a legal perspective? Um, I mean, it, it, I, I think that kind of depends on how the tour approaches this. They've been obviously pretty aggressive uh, in in stating that they cannot play both, and the judge seemed to agree um, with that with that take that they kind of got to pick and choose, and that the tour players or the defectors, I'm sorry, uh, are not so much harmed by the fact that they can't play on both anymore, but they're maybe harmed by the fact that they have to choose. But that is technically not illegal. Um, I don't. I I truly don't foresee a situation where they play both. Uh, I think it's far more interesting to see how the major governing bodies react, um, maybe next year, and seeing if they take any steps to uh, exclude maybe people that have already gotten exemptions, or if they try to switch up their their uh, criteria um, and the official world golf rankings. I think how those two respond is going to play kind of a major role because if those two start to exclude guys that go to live, I think you're going to, that's, that might stop the bleeding for the PGA tour because if they, those guys think they can't play in majors, 
uh, then that's they're going to think they're going to think a lot harder about it. So, well, for me in that in that conversation, the two the the Open Championship and the U.S. Open, if they close it off to the live, that would sort of you know defeat the whole purpose of an Open, right? Like it's like you can if you can qualify, if you can find your way into an Open, you can play. I think the biggest one to me is the Masters. Whatever the Masters does is the biggest determining factor for me. And I, I, if I've missed anything, it hasn't been announced. But, like, if they announce that you can't play in it and you're on live and you've already won the Masters, that would go against, like, a core value of one of the oldest tournaments, one of the most prestigious places. That's the most fascinating wrinkle to me is the Masters and what they decide to do. Oh, I agree. Um, and you're absolutely right about the Open, uh, the open qualifying um, it'll be interesting to see what the Masters does. And if the Masters does decide to take kind of an unprecedented step and say even guys that are past champions are, are excluded if they went to live, uh, we might see even another, uh, another round of litigation as far as an unlawful group boycott goes between the two of them. But uh, I, that, that kind of remains to be seen. I think all of them, all of the major governing bodies at least, have sort of left the door open. Uh, all of them have said – we're not changing our criteria because it was already set before all this went down. Uh, but it remains to be seen if they change it in the future. Um, I'm not so sure that they will uh, just because it, it, as I mentioned, it probably would, uh, that, that would be kind of an unprecedented step. Uh, and I'm not sure how they would necessarily defend it, uh, but we'll see. Um, I think the masters, as you, as you said, is definitely the key here. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. And, and I tend to agree with you guys that I don't think they would take that step, but Augusta plays by their own rules. And here's the other part of it. You end up in a lawsuit with them. I know everybody's got good lawyers. I would not want to end oh. up in a courtroom against Augusta. And I like, I know everybody, <laughs> everybody's got great lawyers, but that just seems, that seems like an uphill battle. Um, last one for me, before we let you go, all of the litigation thus far, and again, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, has been focused on live golfers versus the PGA Tour. I know another part of this is, you know, Henrik Stenson lost his Ryder Cup captaincy because he chose to go be a part of live. Can you see a world where there's any litigation effectively saying allowing those guys to play in Ryder Cups or President's Cup going forward? Or do you just think that that's so far on the back burner that that's not really something we would see? So I do think that's that's a possibility um but i think it was interesting the way that the judge kind of disposed of this this current lawsuit and that she basically said that these players were not harmed in any way because the contracts that they signed with live took into account all of their all of their lost income potential uh all of any losses they would have from potentially playing the majors um i'm not sure if the Ryder cup was necessarily a part of that but she did indicate that they did not suffer any harm because they contracted for they they expected to have these losses and not playing these events and they contracted for it and that's what that's what their big contracts are for uh so if the Ryder cup was kind of baked into that um then i i can't see them playing uh but if it wasn't then then it's possible but i i would lean towards uh them not playing the Ryder cup Boy, we thought there was drama on the American Ryder Cup team before. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine adding the live the live aspect to that would be a wild one. Yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. Uh, John, uh, thank you so much for the time today. We are really helpful, least, man. Yeah, we are at least fifty percent smarter, which really isn't saying much considering where we started. <laughs> but we are more we're better off for your health today. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, I appreciate brother. it, guys.
There he goes, John Nucci, golf and sports law analyst with contract de- conduct detrimental to sports law intersection there. Uh, really, really enjoyed that chat. It Can was I be very, honest? Yeah, please. That was incredibly helpful for me. Like, yeah. I feel I feel like now when I get asked on the golf course like I did on, on uh, Tuesday at Don Valley when somebody found out I was the golf show host, thanks, Eric Prime told the guy uh he's like so what's going on with this i'm like i I don't know and he's like he's like oh hendrick stenson's dead to me i'm like oh my god sorry sorry i said that to you mckee sorry i said that to you old ronnie was bent out of shape about live but now i feel like whenever somebody asks me at least i can have like a well my boy john nucci told me like at least i have a little bit of ammo to talk about it the nooch the nooch uh, told you, and just quickly an aside, I don't know how you handle it. Is it is there what's your move when someone asks you what you do on the golf course? Like you know, you get you play as a single, we get paired up from time to time, and I always just go as vague as humanly possible in the hopes that there's no more prying there. I work for mm. Rogers is normally my uh, my go to there. I work for the account. I'm an accountant. Oh, you're an accountant, eh? <laughs> no, no, I would no, never no. believe. I, I I I just say I work for the fan. Ah, there you go. Like I. I I, you know, it's, the thing is, you just have to kind of read the situation beforehand. I mean, we, like, you know, sometimes it can go, you get some takes about the Leafs, and it's like, oh, boy, that's when it gets, that's when the golf course takes, that's when it gets a little greasy, and you got to hear about the Leafs the entire time, because I, you know, I, my whole life is to talk about the Leafs, and, like, I, you know, I love it, but at the same time, I kind of hate it. Yeah. It's like, they're not, you know... They're not the most fun team to talk about. Yeah, no, we we one time did think we played around with the famous Fan 590 caller and text. Oh, Alan and a cab. Being, we thought yes. Alan and a cab got paired up with us because uh, he was giving us Nylander figure skating takes on the golf course. Oh, which, if that's not golf in Toronto in the middle of April, I don't know what is, quite <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, text line, get, getting a few texts here. Uh, 590, 590, please include your name and location. Uh, our boy, Dan from the Bridge, just following up. More, more takes from him. Nothing against President's Cup. Sounds like he's about to have something against it. That's my own addendum there. It's been a blast, but Ryder Cup one year, live versus the PGA the following with a waste management type atmosphere. Man, we would all be there in a heartbeat. PGA versus the live. Uh, give it to me, Dan from the bridge there. It would be it would be really exciting. I as And I told you, the reason I know it's a great idea is because I'm terrified of what would happen if my beloved PGA Tour and Rory lost. You're muted. You're muted. You're yelling at me oh, and I can't hear you. I'm not muted. Am I muted? You're, Am I you're disconnected? Back. You're back. You're okay. back. You're back. That's weird. I'm, I don't know. Anyways, gremlins. Own sound gremlins. Um, I, I just, all the guys on Twitter, all, you know, all the guys on their high horse, riding their high horse around about to live, and Bryson stuff one's, stuffs one on 18 and puts it in and beats the PGA Tour. I would legitimately just melt down with happiness. I, it's just, I don't even, I don't know. I really, I go back and forth on this. Like, it's, it is... I understand why people are upset. I do. But I just can't. Like, I have to be myself. And I'm not bent out of shape about it. I'm just not bent out of shape. And I feel like it's better for my brand. Every, like, golf guy that I talk to, like, you know, within the media, and I see everybody on, tour, on like, Twitter and wherever we have conversations, we go to events, I feel like I can't even mention it. Because I just, I'm going to get killed. You know? It's just like, I have to, like, tread so lightly with it. It scares me. So, I, uh, I, I just, I think I'm just going to be silent about it. I'll be like, yeah, it's bad. It's just bad. Okay. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna make me walk through the hypothetical of Bryson mm. sticking the sticking it to an inch and, and tapping in to win, mm-hmm. can you imagine the testifying 
that will be going on at Far City. Oh, Riding down 18, whooping it up. You're oh. seeing his whoop monitor because of that wonderful partnership with the PGA Tour. Uh, absolutely, and absolutely all love the, that. And all the writers on the, on the sidelines, testify, Rory, testify. <laughs> That's right. It's all we oh, could yeah. ever, ever, ever want. Rory, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what will be happening. Uh, one other one other text I wanted to sneak in here. Good morning, guys. It's Maurice from Caledon. I've always been a big fan of Canadian golfers. Are there any new youngsters coming up the junior ranks that look like they have some PGA or LPGA mm. potential? I just wanted to flag this. We gave her a big shout-out, I think it was two weeks ago, when she won the Canadian Women's Am. Oh, yeah. Our girl, Monet, Monet Chun. Doing it again, she is what? into the final four of the of the uh, U.S. Women's Amateur Championship. She is into the match play finals. She played well enough in stroke Let's play there, so uh, I, I saw Monet. that. We if if she picks up a win, we might have to contact our boy Dampino. Have a have a quick little chat with Monet on the on the golf show before the season's done. We just Even if she that might have to happen. So I want. That's right. She has been balling. Obviously, Canadian Am, huge, huge thing. Also, it's just Am season. I saw a Canadian woman won the U.S. Women's Senior Am. She won it. Oh up my in, God! I love she that. won it up in Alaska, and they were and they were singing "O Canada" after she won. It was a it was a scene. So I've been thoroughly enjoying all the Am stuff. Uh, from I I would argue amateur season started with your win at the uh, Men's Lacombe <laughs> Open. And and it's just the momentum has just you playing well inspired Monet to win the Canadian Women's Am. She's playing well. Uh, I love to see it. I love. She, she just saw my stories. she saw my crew sock tan in those Crocs, and she was like, "Oh, I gotta win now." She heard the chants of Stuart Sink, and she says, "I gotta go down there. I gotta and, go down there." Oh man! And current and current and just current Canadian PGA Tour players. Taylor Pendrith and Adam Hadwin both making the cut. Top 30, both minus four, teeing off today at uh, 10.35 at the FedEx St. Jude. So both those guys playing well, looking to go a little further in the playoffs. So good on you, fellas. And, I mean, if you haven't heard us talk about it, uh, they got a, like a big-time – Golf Canada has a big-time action plan to have – I forget the number of players on tour in, by 2030. Yeah, was it by 2030? Was it to have 30 by 2030? I can't remember I, I the exact I thought it was 30 it. by on, 2030. That's what I thought, yeah. If you if you go to their website, go to Golf Canada, they have all the their sort of lofty goals, and they're building a new center at TPC Trot. Like, the, the Golf Canada thing here. Like, this is a moment that's about to be turned into a sort of, you know, a dynasty of Canadian golf that's about to happen. So, there you go. Let's go. The the Weir Wave started it. Brooks Brigade is carrying it through. And who knows? Maybe it'll be Money Moche, Monet's Maniacs in a couple of years. <laughs> who knows? Uh, big shout to her. You know we're pulling for her. McKee, you enjoy the sound. Lou Dog stayed quiet the whole show. What a treat I that know. was. Can't believe that happened. Uh, only a couple of FBs left of the golf show. Uh, we're, we're done at it's the crazy. end of August here. So keep the text coming. Always enjoy it. Uh, I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the golf show. Our guy, Derek Brendale, keeping us on the air. Brent Cunning nice and Sam McKee here as always the golf show is brought to you by your local ontario subaru dealers welcome to uncommon performance in a subaru with legendary symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive we're back next saturday right here on sportsnet 5.9 the fan